0: This is Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television program. Those that are listening on radio or shortwave or watching social media, one of our podcast programs, welcome. This is a live audience. We're in our chapel here at World Ministries International. I'm going to speak on grace for each other. Grace for each other. We all need grace. Most people do not fully understand the meaning of grace. We all have experienced grace, but most people do not recognize it. God has given everyone grace, yet many people do not give grace to others. Instead of grace, sometimes they want vengeance. They want to retaliate. They want to make the person who hurt them to now feel pain Themselves. Fortunately, God doesn't feel and act this way toward us for causing his son to have to die on a cross. God doesn't say, quote, because you betrayed Jesus, because you lied about Jesus, because you called my son names, you beat, whipped, and nailed him to a cross, all the while mocking him, now I will have my vengeance on the human race. Thank God he gives us grace. Amen. No, God forgave us. Jesus himself on the cross said, quote, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, unquote. Luke 23, 34. Can we give grace? We want to receive grace. But can you give grace? Or are always so nitpicky that, wow, you feel, man, it's better to live alone. I don't need to be around that person. Ephesians 2 8 through 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. By grace you're saved. Through faith, there's nothing we can do. God is giving it to us. His grace. We can't earn it. We don't even deserve it. God looks on sin, and he cannot live in its presence. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. His blood covered our sins. So we can receive grace. That was grace from God himself. That was grace by Jesus willing to sacrifice. Only God can give grace. Only God can give eternal life. Man can't earn it. Even with grace, we are growing from grace to grace. Amen? Yes. From faith to faith. We are hopefully better than we are yesterday. I look back 30 years ago. I say, wow. Wow. I'm a lot more patient and kind. Tolerance. 30 years ago, my goodness, young man, young pastor, when I was in law enforcement, Air Force, I couldn't give a lot of grace. Maybe I thought I could. And some people think they're giving grace, and they don't. They give grace to a limited degree that they know how to receive grace but they don't understand God's grace. They don't receive totally God's mercy and grace to the point of it's part of their being, their fabric, their consciousness, their soul, where they can give grace. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Only God can do it. Not of works, lest any man should boast. The Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, they boasted but they never had experienced the level of sanctification where they should have been ashamed of themselves. They did not even understand grace. For they would have seen that the Lord looked at their level of sanctification as filthy rags. Look at their hypocrisy. Grace is what God gives us, and grace is what the church needs to give to win other people to the Lord, to minister to one another. We all need grace, and this is one reason we need to attend a church. We need one another. We all will face crisis in our lives, and many, many times, and sometimes we go through very deep waters. We're not supposed to do it alone. God's grace is there. His Holy Spirit is there. He's the comforter, but he also gave each one of us to comfort one another, to bear one another's burdens. We're supposed to extend grace to one another and help one another. Like Mary. I've been exhorting us to pray for her. Do what we can to carry her burdens. To let her know you care. Mary needs it. Fred needs it. 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all, amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all, amen. The apostle Paul understood the loneliness of suffering alone. He could talk this way. He also appreciated the fellowship of the brethren that ministered to him. He went through many things alone. He had to draw on God's grace, God's mercy, God's love. But he also experienced much of the brethren also extending grace and mercy and love and kindness to him. Again, the title, Grace for Each Other. Philippians 1, 3 through 5. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy. For your fellowship is the gospel in, from the first day until now. So he understood and appreciated the kindness of, if we want to say, the saints. He understood it. He appreciated it. He needed it. We all need it. We're supposed to support one another. If you don't support one another, you become a miserable soul. And you're miserable when things happen to you. Because we're not supposed to be alone. If you're alone, you're not going to like heaven. You're not going to like it because you're not going to be alone. It's going to be people that understood what grace was all about. Paul used the word thank, which has the same root word as Eucharist. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Eucharist is the word used for communion. The bread and wine representing the body and the blood of Christ. The eu in Eucharist means well whereas the second part of Eucharist is caress, which means grace. Just break it down. So Paul was thanking God for what the Holy Spirit was doing as his comforter, as the Lord promised in Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he is he that goeth with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Paul went through a lot of suffering, if you recall. A lot, a lot more than any other apostle that I know of in his day, in what I read. Yet, he says, be as strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid, for the Lord your God is with you. Lean on him, draw nigh unto him. Yet he was also encouraged and strengthened by the brethren, like I shared, that supported him. And we're going to read more scripture of that. Yes, we can draw nigh unto God, but it's also nice when other people also carry our battles, our burdens, our suffering, show concern and love. Everybody needs love. If you don't need love, something is very wrong with you. Because humans need love. If you don't want love, if you say, I don't need love, you need a lot more of God than you think, because God made us, and God is love, and we are made to love. We are made to love. We're made to forgive. We're made to offer grace. Joshua 1.5, there shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you, nor will I forsake you. Again, drawing on the grace of God, he is there. He's our comforter. Moses understood that. Moses had Joshua and others, but he also many times bore a lot of burdens himself. Sure, others were there. But to do what he had to do, he had to draw on the grace of God to confront Pharaoh, the ten plagues, to go where there was no escape, to see water come out of the rock. There was a lot that he needed to draw nigh unto God himself, besides receiving comfort with the saints around him. Although sometimes the saints around him weren't too comforting. A lot of them gave him a lot of headaches. Some of them encouraged, others discouraged. They even tried to lead a rebellion and many were killed several times. Hebrews thirteen five. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he had said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, there's a saying, with God we can do all things. You know, I can do all things, Scripture says, through God that gives me the strength. I don't have to covet something else. Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content. John 14, 16. And I will pray the Father. He shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Jesus understood that we needed God. Even though he was ascending to the Father, still God would be with them inside of us called the Holy Spirit. We don't ever have to be alone. He is there. We can cry out to him. Even if you're somewhere where you don't have the saints to comfort you or the saints aren't very comforting, God is there. God is there. The second part of Eucharist, again, means grace. So Paul was not only thanking God for always being there inside of him to comfort and guide him, but he was also thanking the brethren for being there for him. He was thanking the church for standing with him in crisis. Amen? Amen. Caris means grace. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I can do all things. We don't have to fall apart. We don't have to just put the blame on others for our misery. If you are miserable, you're making yourself miserable. Because God's grace is there. I have gone through a lot of troubles, a lot of betrayals, court cases. God's grace was there for me. I don't have to get bitter and hateful, seek vengeance. I can keep a right heart, a right spirit. Sure, I got to draw on God's grace. Maybe not to fall apart with anxiety and fear. Stress, but the point is, He is there to do just that to sustain you through any trial. And if you have saints and we're supposed to be going to church, they are there to lift you up. We are to carry one another's burdens, Philippians 4 14 through 15. Notwithstanding, you have well done that you did communicate with my affliction. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Paul was appreciating them. The church in Philippi knew Paul was in trouble. They wanted to support and bless him in his suffering and his pain. See, Paro deeply appreciated it. We deeply appreciate it when we're suffering. Don't you appreciate when people care about you? I have called many of you, if not all of you, different times. How are you doing? Are you okay? Philippians 4, 16 through 18. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift. But I desire fruit that may be abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, have received. The things which were sent from you. An odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. These gifts Paul received were probably basic necessities, food, etc. But he is grateful and he says, God is giving you a reward. He's adding it to your account. He sees what you're doing for me. That may abound to your account. He just flat tells them. You're getting credit in eternity. A sacrifice acceptable. They used to have to bring sacrifice to the temple. When we help one another, that's a sacrifice. God sees it and he rewards, and he hears our prayers. Philippians 4.10, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. So in every trial, every situation, Paul is saying there is grace. Not only from God, but the church members who God uses to extend his grace, mercy, his love. Paul was not only thanking the Philippians for their acts of grace, but assuring them God was and is faithful to meet every need. Remember the one, the widow that helped Elijah? God met her every need and the oil never ran out. When we help somebody else, God sees. And God, the Bible says, is not a debtor that he should lie. He will not forsake us when we help other people. He will not forsake us. Philippians 4, 11 through 12. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned In whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul said, hey, I am content in all things, whether I am rich, whether I am poor, and he experienced it all. Highly educated, he experienced it all. Parents, educated, very well off. Paul was. He knew how to walk with the kings. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which gives me the strength. They took it away. Yet, in all of his troubles, shipwrecked, beaten, left for dead, whipped, flogged, in prison, in chains, I can do all things. He wasn't defeated. But it is also kind of you to share my trouble. He told them, yes, God is with me. He sustains me, but it is also kind of you to share in my suffering, to minister to me. It makes it easier. He would have survived his relationship with God, but it makes it easier if we help. It's like going outside in the snow, in the ice, and you freeze. If you have a coat it makes it easier. But nevertheless you're not going to deny Christ. It's also kind of you Paul said to share my trouble. Philippians 4:14 Notwithstanding you have done well that you did communicate with my affliction. You paid attention you expressed, expressed your love, not only verbally, but you offered acts of kindness. You gave gifts. Paul likens the Philippians' kindness to a sacrificial offering that pleases the Lord. You want to please the Lord? Give grace. You want to make the Lord not happy? Withhold grace. Grace. Well, I'm going to make them feel my pain. I'm going to treat them like they treated me. I'm not going to forgive. I'm not going to do this. You're not reaping up treasures in heaven. You better be very care- careful if you want your prayers answered. Philippians 4.18 But I have all in abound. I am full, have received. Of Aphrodite, the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. You sent people with kindness. I've received it. Thank you. I've lived all over the world. When people have sent me kindness, I receive it, and I say, thank you, I appreciate it. We need gifts and kindness to continue operating World Ministries International, and we receive it, and I say thank you, and God sees, and he'll bless you. Because we're partners together and getting the gospel around the world. God sees, he blesses. He says, your kindness is sacrifices unto me. Your kindness in supporting the ministry. Sharing one another's burdens is what Paul meant when he said that they were his partners. When people help one another, we are partners with Christ ministering to his church. When people help WMI in finances, we are partners getting the gospel out to the nations. David led the charge. But there was an army, finally, behind David because of David's courage that charged too. They were partners. They were a team. They were on the same field together. And the Hebrews did not become slaves that day. They had their freedom. Philippians 1, 4 through 5, always in every prayer of mine for you all making request with joy. Every prayer of mine for you making request with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Paul blessed them. He thanked God for them. He offered prayers to bless them. He appreciated it. We are all teammates of the Lord Jesus Christ. Helping one another. This is what the church is all about. This is why a person needs to find a local church and minister there. So not only they can help get the gospel out, they can help others in their need. And they can receive help when they need it. We help one another. We pray for one another. We encourage one another. We stand with those that are suffering. Philippians 1.7, even as it is meet for me to think this of you, because I have you in my heart inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of my grace. Wow. Paul understood grace, Paul lived grace, Paul gave grace, Paul understood what it was to receive grace. He was receiving grace grace, love, kindness from these people. And I thank God for them. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's the heart of an apostle. Should be the heart of every pastor should be the heart of every person to have grace and love one for another, to worry about their soul, to forgive, even though they might not deserve it. But God forgave us when we didn't deserve it. Who are you to withhold? Grace is what we all need for ourselves and to give others. When I was in law enforcement, I treated prisoners differently until I understood grace. When I understood grace, but for the grace of God, there go I. I could be in prison. I could be in the back seat arrested. I realized I could be that prisoner. Now I started to love the unlovely. I tried to lead the prisoner to the Lord before booking him or her into jail. Yes, this world needs to know grace, and they will only know grace through you and I. We need grace, ladies and gentlemen. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. You can listen to this message time and time again. Get my pastoral articles, give a donation, receive grace, give grace. God bless you.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org.